3: This morning new hope as Sydney's COVID cases ease but the harbour City still shut out by the rest of Australia. The border battle reignited, Queensland bringing back the barricades and Victoria scrambling to man checkpoints premier's apology Daniel Andrews says sorry but won't quit over a damning report into what caused Melbourne's tragic second wave and Christmas star the incredible celestial event spotted from our shores for the first time in centuries.
1: This is 7 News with Jodie Spears.
3: Good morning. The fight to contain Sydney's Northern Beaches cluster is looking promising with authorities quietly confident the city might have dodged a COVID Christmas bullet. The state reported just 15 new infections yesterday after a record-breaking testing blitz, but the city remains on edge. There are health alerts for more than 100 venues with positive cases visiting suburbs including Alexandria, Blacktown, Paddington and Macquarie Park. To date... Uh, Every single case we've had has been linked to the Avalon Cluster and that's the way we want to keep it. Although, obviously, some venues outside of the Northern Peaches have been impacted and obviously
0: there are issues that health uh, officials are going through.
3: Cabinet will meet tomorrow to discuss whether to ease COVID restrictions in time for Christmas. Queensland's hard border with New South Wales has been rebuilt just three weeks after it was pulled down. Overnight barricades returned on the M1 with checkpoints now heavily policed, all because more than 80 people tried to sneak into the state when the border restrictions began again.
4: It's disappointing that we've seen the instance where we've tried to do a system where it relies on the integrity and honesty of the community coming in and some people are not doing the right thing.
3: While Queenslanders returning to their home state from Greater Sydney now have to complete 14 days hotel quarantine. Hundreds of police and SES volunteers are today joining the border operation in Victoria. It's been a mad scramble to set up checkpoints with New South Wales as Sydney residents are locked out, while the Premier's request for up to 300 Australian Defence Force troops to help at the border has been rejected.
1: We'll keep talking to the Commonwealth, but I'm, I'm only being honest. We, we are not pleased and we're not, we're not happy that uh, it seems that that request has been uh, turned, turned down.
3: Thousands of Victorians have rushed home from New South Wales to avoid strict quarantine rules, which began at midnight. Returning residents now have to spend 14 days in hotel quarantine if they've been in the Greater Sydney region. Prime Minister Scott Morrison is urging Australians not to get too disheartened by border closures ahead of Christmas. Let's go live now to political reporter Rob Scott. Good morning, Rob. The PM is hopeful restrictions will ease next month.
4: Good morning. Yes, he is, Jodie. Now, obviously, that'll be very cold comfort for all those people who were hoping to catch up with their families this Christmas. But the Prime Minister says it does at least give them something to aim for. Scott Morrison says compared to the rest of the world, Australia is doing well and we do have a lot to be thankful for. Every state and territory has now closed its borders in some shape or form to the Northern Beaches and Greater Sydney area. The Chief Medical Officer has suggested those who will be kept apart by those border closures should have a virtual Christmas. He says while some may be physically separated, it's important to still stay in touch. The Prime Minister is hopeful the Avalon cluster will come and go in a similar time frame to what happened with the Adelaide outbreak.
1: I understand that it will be disappointing and frustrating because of the disruptions that have taken place. And I have no doubt that the Premiers feel the same way. Uh, But the actions that are being taken are necessary.
4: Scott Morrison has left the door open to the possibility of reconvening the National Cabinet if the situation becomes critical. But at this stage, the New South Wales uh, Premier Gladys Berejiklian says there's no need.
3: Hopefully they won't be. Okay, thanks, Rob. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews has apologised but refused to resign following a damning report into his state's botched hotel quarantine scheme. But despite a desperate need for answers, a retired judge couldn't pinpoint who was to blame for using private security
5: guards. 801 people died and a $4.8 million dollar inquiry can't say who was responsible for the decision to use security guards in quarantine hotels. Instead it found no one took charge and for that...
1: I am sorry, we are sorry.
5: The final report said ultimately the evidence did not identify that any one person decided to engage private security. The inquiry could only conclude that I former Chief Social Commissioner State Graham Ashton influenced decide. the decision when he expressed a preference that police weren't used. That position was clearly persuasive. There being no particular discussion or dissent, this set in motion the actions. Once the private security idea took hold, no-one debated the pros and cons and as for the army, there was no actual consideration of whether ADF personnel would have been a better option.
1: There was not enough oversight of this program. If we could go back and change that, we would. We see the Premier saying sorry, but not showing that he's sorry. We see the
2: Premier making an apology, but not being accountable.
5: For families of COVID victims, it's too late.
4: What sort of an apology am I supposed to accept? No, I don't accept the apology. The only thing I'll accept is someone being held
0: accountable.
5: 70,000 documents were handed to the inquiry. The report says not one was able to explain the rationale behind using private security. Such a finding is likely to shock the public. Former Judge Jennifer Coate added the decision became an orphan with no person or department claiming responsibility.
1: This will be an incredibly difficult week. There will be There will be people missing from the Christmas dinner table on Friday. uh, And I am deeply sorry and saddened by that. All
6: that's going to be on my mind is the one person missing in my life. It's my mum.
5: Following the inquiry, former Health Minister Jenny McCarcos, top public servant Chris Eccles and Health Secretary Kim Peake all resigned. As for the Premier... Uh,
1: Not only will I not resign, because that is just not who I am, uh, I'll be on the ballot in 2022.
5: Chanel Vella, 7 News.
3: There are reports homes are damaged in northern New South Wales after a destructive storm tore through Moree. The town saw almost 40 millimetres of rain in less than three hours. A severe weather warning was issued, but it has since been cancelled. Australian stargazers have witnessed an extremely rare celestial phenomenon. The largest planets in our solar system, Jupiter and Saturn, were aligned last night. These pictures were taken in Adelaide where people gathered to watch the event. It's known as the Christmas star as it falls just a few days before December 25th. It's the first time they've come so close since 1623. Activewear giant Lorna Jane has been ordered to the federal court for claiming its clothing could stop the spread of COVID. The company is accused of misleading customers, saying its antivirus activewear was sprayed with a substance that offered protection against the virus. But the consumer watchdog says there was no scientific proof the substance worked, nor was it ever tested. The ACCC is seeking a court-imposed fine as well as punishment. A former Libyan intelligence officer has been charged over the bombing of Pan Am Flight 103 over Lockerbie, Scotland in 1988. 270 people died when the plane crashed 32 years ago today. The Boeing 747 was en route from London to New York. Let there
1: be no mistake, no amount of time or distance will stop the United States and our Scottish partners from pursuing justice in this case.
3: The charges are one of the final acts of U.S. Attorney-General William Barr before he leaves office. More than 40 countries have now banned travellers from the U.K. because of growing fears over a mutant strain of coronavirus. Let's go live now to Europe Bureau Chief Hugh Whitfeld in London. Hugh, borders are shutting in multiple continents.
6: Jodie, and now multiple headaches uh, for Boris Johnson as he tries to deal with this. As countries right around the world now shut down travel from the UK. In the last 48 hours or so, we've seen a rush on airports and train stations, but now it is a crisis developing in relation to access to fresh food. That crucial link uh, between the UK and France. The Channel Tunnel is closed between Dover and Calais, and many French truck drivers bringing goods to the the UK don't want to get trapped here and now supermarkets in Britain are warning that they may run out of some fruit and vegetable, vegetable supplies in the coming days. Boris Johnson has been speaking to the nation here just in the last hour or so. He has said that he has spoken with the French President Emmanuel Macron. They are working on a solution but they don't have one just yet. As Countries right around the world trying to keep a lid on uh, this mutant strain of COVID-19 that is now running right through London and the southeast of England.
2: We in the UK fully understand the anxieties of our friends about COVID, their anxieties about the new variant. But it's also true that we believe the risks of transmission by a solitary driver sitting alone in the cab are really very low. And so we hope to make progress as fast as we possibly can.
6: Boris Johnson's government is now enacting emergency measures that it drew up for Brexit that is due in just... 10 days time and many fear that that will add more chaos at the border and inf- uh, impact the uh, trade routes even more. Uh, on top of that uh, we do have some good news for Europeans and that is that uh, Pfizer, the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine has now been approved for use within the EU but here in Britain the news is only getting worse with uh, the prediction that the lockdown here in London will soon spread right throughout the UK as this mutant strain takes hold. Judy.
3: Okay, Hugh Whitfeld in London, thank you. A baby boy born with a severe deformity has undergone life-saving surgery to remove bones in his skull and reshape them. Doctors at the Sydney Children's Hospital performed the complicated procedure made possible due to advanced 3D modelling.
0: Behind Flex Dan's scar across his skull, a medical feat, complex and extraordinary. It
3: wasn't really an option, it was a must for his life.
0: Now recovering from surgery that's pushed a technological frontier, Flex was born with an extreme form of what's called craniosynostosis. All of the bones in his skull were fused together, meaning there was no space for his brain to grow. So complex was the operation. A medical team from the Sydney Children's Hospital did a series of online practice runs using 3D modelling of Flex's skull. Then it was time for the real-life operation.
1: Pretty emotional and pretty numb to it all, yeah.
0: During surgery, the fused bones were removed like a jigsaw puzzle and reformed using the 3D guides to rebuild his skull.
2: Essentially fit back to Flex's um, body as a, as a helmet type arrangement and held in place with tiny dissolving plates and screws.
0: That operation has given Flex's brain much more space to grow and develop and technology meant surgery time was reduced by about five hours. Doctors say this little boy is now expected to lead a normal life.
2: Our great hope is that this one big operation is going to be all that Flex needs
6: for the future.
0: His family filled with gratitude. For the rest of our lives, we're forever indebted to them.
5: <laughs> it's next level.
6: I just can't believe how brave he is really and what he's gone
0: through. Nina Stevens, Seven News.
3: Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is lower this morning, the Nasdaq is down, in London the FTSE fell and Germany's DAX lost points. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed lower, Hong Kong's Hang Seng fell, the All Ords closed lower and the ASX 200 also fell slightly. On the commodities market, gold is trading at US dollars an ounce, oil is US$46 a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying close to 76 US dollars 78 Japanese yen and $1. six New Zealand. U.S. President-elect Joe Biden will receive his first dose of the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine on live television today. Let's go live now to U.S. correspondent David Woodward. David, he wants to show the American public the vaccines are safe.
2: He does, Jody. Of course, Joe Biden's entire campaign was staked on trusting the science and uh, well, today he will do just that. He will roll up his sleeve. He will be given that Pfizer vaccine. It will be beamed out live on television. He'll be joined, we are told, by his wife, Dr. Jill Biden. Now, he has said, I don't want to get ahead of the line, but I want to make sure we demonstrate to the American people that it is safe to take. Of course, these high profile COVID jabs, they are designed to inspire trust. Authorities want to get as many of these shots out as they possibly can. Of course the Vice President, Mike Pence, well he had his vaccine just last week and we are told the President, Donald Trump, uh, will get one at some point as well. Now the shot comes at a pivotal time for America's vaccine rollout. The first of the Moderna shots went into the arms of US healthcare workers just this morning. America's uh, second vaccine, Jody, now on the streets.
3: Okay, David, thank you. The Aussies say they're unsure on David Warner's fitness, but they won't be letting India off the hook at the MCG. Justin Langer's put the squad through a brutal fitness session as they prepare for the Boxing Day test full of confidence. Opening batsman Joe Burns has found some form, but it's the Aussie bowling attack he's talking up. The Aussie squad is scheduled to travel to Melbourne today. Five teams have relocated as the big bash bubble moves to Brisbane under tighter rules. Upgraded biosecurity measures will see the Brisbane heat swap homes for a hotel hub today before hosting the Strikers tomorrow, both sides coming off a loss. Sydney is set to host eight BBL games next month, but due to the city's current COVID outbreak, those games look increasingly under threat. The Sydney Thunder play their third game against the Perth Scorchers in Canberra tonight, live on 7. Geelong will be forced to wait until round eight to get revenge for this year's grand final loss to Richmond after the AFL released its full 23 round fixture for the 2021 season. The AFL keeping its options open, rounds one to six are locked and loaded, while rounds seven to 23 are in but won't be finalised until a later date. The season begins on March 18 at the MCG between reigning premiers Richmond and Carlton. In breaking news, Homicide Squad detectives are investigating the murder of a man in Melbourne. It's believed the man was stabbed near a fast food restaurant on the Western Highway at Caroline Springs at around 9pm last night. Paramedics treated him but he couldn't be revived. Another man has been arrested and is currently being interviewed by police. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a low will develop, causing winds and rain to intensify in Tasmania, Victoria and southern New South Wales. An associated trough will trigger more storms in northern New South Wales and Queensland. A monsoon trough and low will generate flooding rains and strong winds in the Northern Territory and Kimberley. Hotter dry winds will develop in WA's west. Around the capitals today, a possible late shower in Brisbane, a morning shower or two in Sydney, a top of 29 degrees, a shower or two in Canberra, rain with a possible storm in Melbourne, rain in Hobart heading for 20, partly cloudy in Adelaide, sunny in Perth, a hot top of 36 today, and showers and a possible storm in Darwin. And that's seven early news for this Tuesday, the 22nd of December.